This is Charlotte Donlin, and you're listening to Hope for the Lonely. Learn more about my first book, The Great Belonging, and my other writing and work at charlottedonlin.com. Isolated. Okay, I googled loneliness in marriage, and several articles and blog posts came up, and I'm sure you can find some helpful things if you Google loneliness in marriage also. Um, I'm not here to share eight ways to cure your loneliness, because I don't know if loneliness can be cured. There are things we can do, actions we can take, attention we can give that will possibly reduce the amount of loneliness we feel and maybe distance ourselves from those feelings of isolation for longer periods and maybe forever. But I strongly believe navigating our loneliness is a lifelong journey. Um, You cannot feel lonely and then someone says something to you that makes you feel very much alone. You cannot feel lonely, and then your best friend moves three states away. You cannot feel lonely, and then you have a disagreement with your spouse, and you wonder, does he even know me? Has he ever known me? You cannot feel lonely, and then you hear something from a pastor or a church leader, and you find yourself thinking, did my pastor just say that? Do I really belong here? Because loneliness is complex, it's hard to put our arms around it and capture it and make it go away, but we can be curious about it. We can give it our attention and try to figure out how it impacts our lives and our relationships. We can bring it into the light from the dark shadows it likes to linger in. Okay, I know God is good, and I know He's at work in our lives, so we can pray for Him to give us relief from our loneliness. We can ask Him to comfort us and show us what He wants us to know about loneliness, and we can be more intentional about being with God and in His Word, because it really is true. He's always with us, even in our loneliest moments, minutes, and hours. So what about loneliness and marriage? Um, What I want to communicate most in this episode is that loneliness in marriage or periods of loneliness in marriage is common. If you are experiencing loneliness in your marriage, you are not the only person going through this. I heard from several people through the anonymous survey for this episode. Their comments are really hard to hear in some ways, but I'm so thankful they're willing to share their experiences. When we hear about others who have had similar experiences to us, to what we've gone through, it makes our experiences a little easier to navigate. It's like we're sharing our stories and putting our arms around each other and saying, me too, I know a bit about what you're going through because I've also gone through something like this before. So here are some of the responses I received, um, and these are anonymous It's from the survey, and if you want to participate in any of my future surveys, you can go to charlottedonlin.com and click on Hope for the Lonely podcast. The um, survey that's open will be found near the top of that page on that website. Okay, and I'm sharing all of this, all of these anonymous responses, so you can know what others are struggling with. And so you can know you aren't alone in your loneliness. Even if you've never felt lonely, it's good for you as a human to hear what others are going through. And if you're a Christian and don't struggle with loneliness, it's good to know what some people in your church might be going through. All right, I asked respondents to describe how they have experienced loneliness in their marriages and why they think they've experienced loneliness in their marriages. And here's some of what they said. One person wrote, 
My husband travels for work, and that just sucks because that leaves me to watch the kids. It's not what either of us wanted. He took the job when he was facing the possibility of losing another one, and it's not forever. At least we hope it isn't. Also, after having my second child, I felt like garbage and sex wasn't happening. I wanted it to, but there were problems postpartum and I hated it. I hated where we lived. I felt like it was never going to get better. Thank God it's much better now. Here's another response. She wrote that she feels loneliness in her marriage because she has a very difficult marriage that is in trouble with a partner who is unable to connect emotionally and empathize. She says he is not someone I can trust. The situation is extremely challenging. A counselor has diagnosed him with a personality disorder. And here's what someone else shared. I have experienced loneliness a lot because of my own unrealistic expectations, because he has Asperger's and struggles <clears throat> excuse me, to emotionally connect. Currently, we are living apart, so the loneliness is constant and almost unbearable. One person wrote that their loneliness is continuous, that it is a form, or I'm sorry, that it's from a combination of long-time incompatibility, a refusal to seek help, and life stress from parenting and work. And a woman shared this. One, I know my spouse loves me and is dedicated and committed to me. However, most of the time, I feel like he hardly looks at me, and that's just one small inconsequential example. I had seven inches cut off my hair. I'm sorry. This is one small inconsequential example. I'm sorry. I need more coffee. (laughs) I had seven inches cut off my hair two days ago, and he has not yet noticed. Two, we have very different day-to-day and week-to-week enjoyments in life in terms of hobbies and interests. So aside from our children, our schedules, and food, we don't talk about much of anything else besides what interests him. He will ask me how my day was or a similar type question once every couple of days or so. Three, he is quiet, introverted, and very self-conscious. He is also a glass-half-empty guy. I'm generally outgoing, not self-conscious, extroverted, and vivacious. This makes for a very different experiences of life and of each other. Okay, so I just shared several examples of loneliness that people are feeling in their marriages. If you're married, do you connect with any of these reasons of loneliness or roots of loneliness? Have you ever taken the time to think through how you might be feeling lonely in your marriage? Um, If not, I would suggest just giving it some thought and maybe writing out some things um, that maybe connected with you from what I just read, or it maybe sparked some other thoughts of why you're feeling lonely in your marriage. Um, There are so many other helpful responses that I want to share in future episodes, but for now, I'll just share some of the ways these respondents find hope in their marriages. I'm actually thinking about having some guests on the podcast during my next chunk of 15 episodes in the fall. I think it's time to hear from some therapists and pastors and people who can provide some different perspectives on loneliness and people who have, you know, more knowledge from a professional standpoint. Um, And when I do that, I want to dedicate one of those guest episodes to marriage and loneliness and one of them to singleness and loneliness. So stay tuned for that. 
Okay, here are some ways the respondents for this episode have hope in the midst of their loneliness. And these are the people who just answered those other questions that are somewhat heartbreaking and hard to hear, um, but at the same time can be easy for us to connect with because we've experienced some of the same things. And I do think one reason it's hard to hear these answers is because it does show us what's going on in our own lives and it helps us, <clears throat> it makes us come face to face with whatever we're experiencing um, with regard to things that we might be in denial about or the things we're trying to suppress and not give any credence to. Okay, now for the hope. Someone wrote, I think about how we've been committed through harder things than loneliness. I know that sounds odd, like I'm trivializing loneliness, but I'm not. It was harder to be sick or mentally ill or grieving. Lonely was hard, but it wasn't facing death. Someone else wrote that her hope comes from believing in Jesus and knowing who I am in Christ and knowing that my identity is in Him. I also have some supportive friends. It's painful to be in this situation, but I've come to the place where I know I can have a meaningful life separate from this marriage. That is, even if this marriage isn't at all what it was meant to be, I have found and am finding other things and meaningful work to do in my life. I'm using my God-given talents. It isn't easy and not what I ever expected or hoped for, but I'm trying to step into those places that God puts before me, regardless of how this marriage situation will turn out. I'm continuously learning and finding renewed purpose and direction for my life apart from my marriage. Another person wrote about their hope saying, This marriage is only a shadow of the love Christ has for His bride, and someday I will experience that love. Someone else shared this. Honestly, it's often hard to have hope. Clinging to the stories of other women in the Bible who experienced loneliness, Hagar and Hannah are my favorites, and how God saw them and met them does help. And one woman shared this. I don't look to my spouse anymore for that kind of fulfillment, and I expect very little from him in that way. I decided a year or two ago, with being married 17 years total, that I want to find friendships and involvement that fulfill me, whether he's involved with those or not. Most likely, he wouldn't be. I've also been attempting to formulate and articulate to him exactly how I think we might improve in this area. He's aware that I view it as a problem, and he knows I'm hurt by his lack of attention and lack of interest. Um, we are still putting words and feelings to this whole issue. And here's one last response. Remembering that Christ is the one who truly knows me and sees me fully and completely gives me hope. Also, the fact that I fail to understand and love my husband, too, and he probably feels lonely also, helps me remember that I can't look to him for perfection and I need to remember that both of us are broken and in need of grace. Ultimately, loneliness in marriage hurts, but often it reveals to me when I'm looking to my husband for a knowing that can only come fully from Jesus. I'm so grateful that people are willing to share their experiences so others can try to better understand loneliness. Thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you who participated in this survey. I'm sure it might have been difficult. Um, and I pray all of you will find relief from your loneliness and will know God's presence and comfort. Um, 
Also, I recently wrote a piece at the Mockingbird website. That's mbird.com, and it's called um, Can Loneliness Be a Good Thing? And I wrote it because a good friend of mine who used to be one of my therapists um, told me that loneliness can be a good thing, and I didn't know what to think about that. So I processed it and prayed about it and thought about it and wrote about it because that's one way I process things. And um, I just wanted to let you know you might find some of what I said um, helpful. You might disagree with it, um, but you can go read that if you want to read more about loneliness and maybe some ways that it can be good. And then also in the comments of that post, um, there's an exchange between me and a listener of this podcast, and that might also be helpful to you as well. All right, since I mentioned my therapist or a former therapist, let's talk about therapy. Um, I assume everyone is pro-therapy, but I know I shouldn't assume anything. Um, Basically, therapists are great. I'm a huge fan of therapy. I mean, good therapists, obviously. Um, They're experts at this stuff, and a good, solid therapist can help you explore your loneliness and gain tools to better navigate how it impacts you and your relationships with others. Um, If you are struggling with feelings of loneliness and they're just not going away or getting better or you're not finding any relief, I highly recommend finding a professional counselor or therapist to talk to. Um, I've started encouraging people to talk to others about their loneliness at the end of every episode, and I totally need to add therapists to that list I rattle off. Um, I used to think, or before I went to therapy, I was worried that it meant I wasn't trusting God to do what needed to be done in my life. And I told my counselor this in my very first appointment, and I will always remember what he said to me. He said, meeting with him wasn't going to keep God from working in my life, but it might help me get to wherever God is taking me a little quicker. And I'm all for having more more understanding and healing a little quicker. Thanks for listening to Hope for the Lonely. Learn more about my writing and work at charlottedonlin.com.